Hello, everybody. Welcome to One Drink, the podcast where we talk about one topic for one drink. I'm Oliver. I'm Matthew. And today on our history show, we are featuring uh, March 29th to April 4th. Yeah. yeah. Um, as well, of course, as a uh, Medal of Honor story. Gotta do those. Yeah. Gotta do those. And um, anything um, happened April Fool's to you on April 1st? I did not get April Fooled. I didn't either. No. No. Thankfully. My cousin tried. It's irritating. Yeah. I just, that day, specifically, I don't believe anything. So even if you called me and was right. like... I just found a burlap sack with $300 million in it. I'd be like, right. Sure. Where'd Oliver go? Right. Wait. I, what? You did find... <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> Call you from my island. <laughs> Thought I was kidding, didn't you, bro? Yeah. Psych. Right in my backyard. No. <laughs> no April Fool's joke. All right, so March 30th, 1858, Hyman Lippmann received a patent for his invention of the pencil with a built-in eraser. Oh, look at this guy. Genius. U.S. patent um, was awarded to the Philadelphia stationary entrepreneur extraordinaire for what he described as a combination of lead and India rubber or other erasing substances embedded in in the holder of the drawing pencil. So, I know when I was younger, mm-hmm. this was huge. Yeah. You know, you could just... Yeah. So, before, I'm assuming it was just pencil and you had to... And an eraser. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. it would break in half. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it was all crappy and... <laughs> or even when, you're, even when you got these pencils and, you know, you flip it over in that first... Snap and... The eraser breaks. Oh, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that or you'd get like a shit eraser though. Like yes. it would be all hard. You'd go to erase it, it would make a huge oh, fucking yeah. smudge mark, and it just wouldn't work at all. You'd be like, this pencil. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> that guy made a lot of money off that. Yeah, he did. So th- I used to play a game when I was younger. Did you ever play the game pencils? Oh yeah. Where you'd be like, Psh. oh yeah. Psh. That game was great. Yep. Killed a lot of time. There was one pencil, though. I forgot what it was. It might have been like a big pencil, but it was kind of like, you know, the bendy ones? Mm-hmm. They were hard to break. Yeah. But there was some, there were dudes that had good technique. Yep. Like, the flick of the wrist, and like, if you hit it with that metal thing, oh, man. <laughs> I went That'll to be our next show. I did some battles with some pe- pencils. <laughs> but, yes, he invented the erase, the, the combo. That's awesome. So... All right, March 30th, 1981, newly elected President Ronald Reagan was shot in the chest while walking towards his limousine in Washington, D.C., following a speech inside a hotel. The president was rushed into surgery to remove a 22 caliber bullet from his Mm -hmm. left lung. Um, I should have ducked, Reagan joked, uh, in an interview after um, the shooting. Um, He said that I should have ducked. Right. Three others were also hit, including Reagan's press secretary, uh, James Brady, who was shot in the forehead, Oh, but survived. That's crazy. I know. Uh, The president soon recovered from surgery and returned to his duties. Didn't they come out with, like, a Brady Law or something like that afterwards? Yeah, no, that's not from... Not from that? That's not from that. No. No. Could you imagine, regardless if it's, uh, you know, an abrasion... Right. Or just getting shot. Yeah. In the face. God damn. Right. And you live. 
Jacob, what, uh, what's that scar from? I got shot in the head. For real? Yeah, it's not April Fool's anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Crazy. Oh, man, that that's crazy. All right, so April 1st, 1918, Pittsburgh City Councilman Rob, Robert Garland became known as the father of daylight saving time after turning the clocks forward was signed into federal law on March 19, 1918. On April 1st, the nation's timepieces took their first spring forward as daylight saving times went into effect. Hmm. There's a bill being passed right now to get rid of it. I hope they do. I would love it for it to be light out longer. Yeah. Are you uh, against it? No, I prefer there being more light. Yes. Than less. Please. Yeah. Because golf season starts Tuesday, and I can golf till 8 at night mm -hmm. normally. When we turn the clocks back, it's dark at 4. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> what the hell? And then I, you know, just like everybody, yep. you look outside, you're just like, ugh. And if you're not doing much, yep. time to go to bed. You're falling asleep. Yep. I mean, come on. Yeah, I'd be down for it staying light out. Yeah. Just pass that bill. Right. Shit. All right. So I'm going to take us to April 3rd, 1860. Uh, in the American West, the Pony Express Service began as the first rider departed uh, St. Joseph, Missouri. Uh, for $5 an ounce, uh, letters were delivered 2,000 miles to California within 10 days. Wow. Uh, the famed Pony Express riders each rode from 75 to 100 miles before handing the letters off to the next rider. Wow. A total of 190 uh, way ending, a total of 190 way stations um, were located about 15 miles apart. Uh, the service lasted less than two years, uh, mm. ending upon the completion of the Overland Telegraph. Wow. Mm -hmm. It still was in operation in, like, smaller areas and stuff like that. Right. Um, and eventually turned into uh, the U.S. Post Office. Wow. That's cool. The U.S. Postal Service, yeah. But it all started riding horses. Could you imagine that, though? Every 15 miles, they had this little outpost. And they would either transfer it to another rider or grab another horse and then just keep going. Yeah. And it was just a constant cycle of... <clears throat> and then you fast forward to today yeah. where you can order something and it's here in two days. Well, not from the post office. No. So I shipped a couple paintings via post office a week and a half ago. Yeah. Just down to Philly. Still not there? No. Yeah. They were like, it'll be there Monday. And it's not. No. Yeah. Well, my laptop when I ordered it was three weeks late. <laughs> it sat in Georgia for 12 days, and then it sat in uh, Pennsylvania for like eight days, and then it sat in Tennessee for a couple of days, and then it sat here for a couple of days. It I could have just gone and got the shit. It would have been better if the horses would have just... Right, <laughs> right. 100%, dude. They could go from... They could go 2,000 miles to freaking California in 10 fucking days, and you're telling me with trucks and planes and all this shit that you can't get something from Georgia to New York? Oh, in man. less time? Right. Come on, man. <coughs> and Bezos can get you fucking <laughs> pop rocks and, 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 and headphones in yeah. two days across the world. God damn. Ridiculous. So we're going to go to April 3rd, 1848. The first American public school opened in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. uh, Thomas Douglas, a Yale graduate, became the first teacher with a salary of... $1,000. So teachers have been getting underpaid since... Since it started. Since it started. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Damn. But yeah, first pub, um, public school in San Francisco. Oh, that's pretty cool. <clears throat> that's pretty cool. It's cool to be Thomas Thomas Douglas, right? Not bad. He's like yeah. the first. Hey, like I told you, man. Yeah. Everybody remembers the first, and everybody Six remembers San Francisco. the last. Yeah. First school me. teacher ever. Me. Take that. Yep. All right. Let's get into some. Medal of Honor Let's stories. do it. Medal of Honor stories are great. All right. I'm going to start us off with Sergeant First Class Benny G. Atkins, mm. U.S. Army. Uh, and this was from Vietnam. Um, when his camp was attacked by a large Viet Cong force, Sergeant First Class Atkins rushed through intense hostile fire and manned a mortar position. So these guys were there. They were like fighting in the woods and shit. Or mm. in the, like in the forest and stuff. Because this was nasty fighting over in Vietnam. Yeah. So... He's immediately getting attacked from this big force of Viet Congs. So now he's in a mortar. So although he was wounded, he ran through exploding mortar rounds and dragged several of his comrades to safety. While the hostile fire subsided, Sergeant First Class Atkins uh, exposed himself to sporadic sniper fire and carried his wounded comrades to uh, the camp dispensary. So... Not only was he getting hit by mortar shells, but he's also got snipers taking shots at him. So he keeps running out there to get his boys to take yeah. him back to the to the infirmary. Wow. So during the evacuation of a seriously wounded American, Sergeant First Class Atkins maneuvered outside the camp walls to draw fire and successfully covered the rescue. So he went out by himself yeah. into all this fire, distracted it while this person got out. So he's already, you know, saving crazy amounts of people. I can just... Right. I got the movie rolling in my head. I know, right? So, during the early morning hours of March 10th, 1966, um, a Viet Cong regiment launched their main attack. Within two hours, Sergeant First Class Atkins was the only man firing a mortar weapon. Um, Although he was painfully wounded and most of his crew was killed or wounded, he fought off the um, fanatical waves of attacking Viet Cong. After withdrawing to a communications bunker, where several Americans were attempting to fight off a company of Viet Cong, um, Atkins killed numerous insurgents um, with his suppressive fire. Running extremely low on ammunition, he returned to the mortar pit, gathered the vital ammunition, and ran back through intense fire uh, to the communications bunker. So this guy, so far, has gone from mortar position... Dragged some injured people out, mm-hmm. ran outside the walls, laid down suppressing fire, went back to the mortar pit, went, retreated yeah. to the communications pit, then went back to the mortar pit to get more ammo. Now is back in the communication. This it's crazy. This guy's just running around like a friggin' like a maniac. Wow. Okay. So, uh, Sergeant First Class Atkins and a small group of men fought their way out of the camp and evaded the Viet Cong for two days until they were rescued by a helicopter. Oh my God! Sergeant First Class Atkins, extraordinary, um, Sergeant First Class Atkins, extraordinary heroism in close combat against a numerically superior hostile force was in keeping with the highest traditions of the military service and reflect great credit upon himself, his unit, and the U.S. Army. That is a lot. He did a lot. Yeah. And to survive. Oh my god. And to tell that story, like, that's crazy. Holy shit. That's crazy. It's like there's a whole night of fighting. Back and forth. Like, and you don't know how far apart these things, you know what I mean? You could be talking about a couple hundred yards. Yeah. You could be talking about half a mile. And then you're in this dense 
You know what I mean? And he didn't they stop. Got, no, the whole time. The whole time. Always. Saving people, laying down cover fire, getting hit by friggin' mortars. Oh my god. Getting shot at by snipers. It's that's the thing, the snipers. Cause they're just Right. They're just up there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and in the woods at night. You know what I mean? Bro. You can't. Then oh, you'll never see them. You'll never see them, except for when you see the, the muzzle blast. Yeah. And you're screwed. Ah. But yeah. Well deserved. Yeah. Well, hats shit. off to you there at that right there i mean all these could be a movie but that was like in my oh yeah i could just see the movie like yeah happening yep wow all right u.s civil war u.s navy horatio n young all right i love the name horatio yeah we just went on a serious bender <laughs> of uh csi miami oh, for the show it's it's still stuck in my head, too. I can't stop laughing, but on board the USS Lehigh, Charleston Harbor, November 16, 1863, during the hazardous task of freeing, freeing the Lehigh, which had grounded and was under heavy enemy fire from Fort Moultrie, after several previous attempts had been made, Young and two other soldiers succeeded in passing a small boat from the Lehigh to the Nahat with the line <clears throat> bent on a hawser. A hawser is a nautical term for a thick cable or rope used for mooring or towing a ship. Okay. I didn't know that. Me neither. Yeah. Uh, this courageous act, while under severe enemy fire, enabled the Lehigh to be freed from uh, her helpless position, saved the boat from uh, being destroyed and soldiers dying. So the boat got stuck. All right. They get out. They go yeah. down. Under, just, while, they're, while they're being under attacked. fire. Yeah. yeah. With this big ass, big ass rope, right? Get it, hook it up, go and free it, and save. And then get back on the boat. And then get back on the boat, and continue their all while being crazy journey to whatever. Shot at, yeah. Oh, a house crazy. I didn't know what a house was. Me either. I didn't know that either. I was just like, oh, a big ass rope. Yeah, big, big ass, ass rope. some ship ropes. <laughs> and you know those? They're not little. No. It's not just like a piece of rope. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? These things are like... Right, you're talking about hundreds of pounds worth of rope. And they're heavy as hell, so, right. you know, him and this... You know, and they're potentially in the water yeah. with these damn things, too. Yep. Oh, man. So he's like, yo, dude, we're we're out. Yep. They're like, oh, how was your day? Well, I saved my whole entire ship. Yeah. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Carried a hauser on my back. Right. A hauser? Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, Horatio N... Young, love the oh, name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, those are our Medal of Honor stories yeah. and yeah. history. That's right. So you know, Young Atkins, hundred yes. percent cheers to you guys. Appreciate us here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's right. Anyways, guys, that's going to do it for our history this week. Be sure to stay tuned to all of these shows every Monday. You can <clears> find <throat> our full-length shows uh, released every Wednesday. We yep. are on all major platforms, including um, iHeart. Uh, Google, Apple, Spotify. All of them. Everywhere. And don't forget, you can follow us on both Facebook and YouTube. Don't yes. forget to hit that subscribe button and click the bell notification uh, so that you get notified yep. when all of our new shows hit. So, yep. And we're weekly. That's right. We're there. That's right. We're there. Mondays and Wednesdays, baby. Woo! All week long. Yep. But anyways, guys, for our full-length show, be sure to check that one out this coming Wednesday. It's the final episode of Season 10. Oh. Or, I'm sorry, uh, it's the final episode of Season 5. Yeah. Uh, episode number 10. <laughs> um, we are kicking off uh, Season 6 with a bang. Oof. 
be sure to look out for uh, One Drink Music, where we feature um, yeah. live local musicians mm-hmm. um, on the show. Uh, so that's going to be uh, it's going to be cool. A pretty cool separate segment uh, to both yeah. our history and our full our full length. Cool show. little adventure we're going to go on. Yeah, try definitely. something different. I mean, yeah, definitely. Why not? Definitely. But anyways, guys, from both of us here at One Drink. Catch you on the next one. See ya.